0: Pastor Trent and myself I have loved this journey, sharing verses that have shaped our, our life and, and your life. It's been fun hearing from many of you. And this is probably a sermon series that we'll bring back at, at some point in the, in the year following. Thank you for allowing us to, to walk with you. Today, we're going to wrap up this series for now as we look toward Easter. And the celebration for us as Christ followers that happens around Easter. Uh, I want to take a moment once again to remind you. Because this is really important about what's happening at at Easter. On Palm Sunday, next Sunday, there's going to be a kids focus. So if you have kids and you want to come to church, you need to to make sure that you reach out to us. For the rest of us that that our kids are older, we can watch it online. It'll be a celebration on on Palm Sunday Sunday. Hosanna, Hosanna. Uh, and then on Thursday, we're going to do something different. Normally we gather for Good Friday. This year we're actually going to gather virtually online for something called Tenebrae or Monday Thursday. It's going to happen on Zoom. We'll send out information. That's April 1st. And we're going to have many of us have different parts to that. It's not just going to be Trent and, and myself sharing something. We actually feel like uh, with us on Zoom, we can create a great community feel and celebrate what's ha- going to happen. Monday, Thursday and Tenbre are actually a sad, it's a silence kind of adventure for us, and we want to have that moment of silence, but we also want to proclaim that we are walking into the Easter celebration. And then on Easter, we're doing something that we have not done here for, for a long time or ever, is we're gonna have multiple services. Uh, not only do we wanna give you the opportunity to come and you'll need to sign up for either at 9, 30 or 11, but we also want our community. We're praying that some of our community friends would, would join us for that. So those are those three things that are happening. We'll keep emailing you. Don't worry, you're like, I wasn't paying attention, Matt. Do I get a come on Easter? Is there eggs, chocolate eggs? I don't know, we'll find that all out for you, okay? Let me tell you a little story. It's a a joke. Trent had his two jokes. Here's a joke that that I want to share with you. So you got to pay attention because there's a few moving parts. So there's a couple. They're about 60 years old. And they're celebrating their 40th wedding anniversary. An angel appears and says, you know, congratulations. I'm going to give you two wishes. One for each of you. The woman declares, this is awesome. What I want to do is I want to travel the world with my husband. Smoke happens. She gets tickets to start her journey. The husband, feeling a little sheepish, said, well, my wish was I wanted a beautiful woman who was 30 years younger than me. Instantly, smoke happened. And the husband became 90 years old. (laughs) Today, today, we're going to look in at Psalm 121. It's Jerry's verse. This is what Jerry sent to me to talk to about his verses. He said, I I wouldn't say this is my go-to verse, but it could be now. The whole chapter of Psalm 121 is so valuable. Sometimes our sight that's straight ahead can hinder our spiritual vision. Verse 1 states that I lift my eyes up to the hills. Where does my help come from? Jerry says that "I, I knew these verses for a while, but it didn't hit me till a few weeks ago. I was walking in my neighborhood. I was looking straight ahead and down, trying not to slip on the ice that just kind of appeared. Jerry says that he slipped a few times, but he never fell, just like it says in verse 3. I stumbled, and I caught myself, and then I came to an intersection, and I better lift my eyes up before crossing. There's snow on the roads. The cars are coming, are not so loud because the snow dampens it. It's hard to hear. You need to be on guard looking in all directions. And then Jerry says this, it hit me, verse 7, the Lord keeps you from all harm. He watches over your life. Looking ahead is is really good, but we need to simply look higher into the hills, as it says in verse 1. Well, thanks Jerry, that's a sermon, so we're good. Uh, uh, Let me share a few things that that God stirred in my heart this week. You know, when, when struggle happens, where do we look? We look down. When, when struggle happens, what do we do? We start to get frantic, or maybe we shut down. It's interesting that David had all these experiences in his life. David was actually, in Psalm 121, speaking out of experience. He knew that the Lord would always come to his rescue because he had experienced it. Today is going to be a different Sunday. I'm actually going to share a ton of verses. The gang upstairs was a little irritated at the quantity of PowerPoint slides that are going to happen. But this way, I can't mess it up. If I'm sharing verses then it's God's word that's going to speak and it won't be a bunch of of Matt's words. So here we go. David said this in Psalm chapter 9, verse 9. The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. So we start to see this rhythm in David's life. A chapter later in Psalm 10, verse 14, David proclaimed this, but you, God, see the trouble of the afflicted. You consider their grief and you take it in in the hand. The victims commit themselves to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. And then 20 chapters later, in Psalm 32, verse 7, David proclaimed this, You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. Two chapters later, in Psalm 34, verse 17, uh, David proclaimed this, the righteous cry out. The Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. If you're not getting the idea yet, how about Psalm 34:19, where it says, the righteous, the righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers them from all. Or how about this in Psalm 46? God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. And then we get to Jerry's passage, Psalm 121. I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber, will not sleep. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch your life. Then verse 8, the Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. So we see that David actually had a ton of experience in this. That David wasn't just saying that thing that he learned in Sunday school, which is, oh, God will show up, but hadn't experienced it. You see, when David wrote Psalm 121, he wrote it as a song, maybe as a poem. In most Bibles, if you were holding a a physical copy of the Bible, it would say this, a a song of ascents. That would be the, the title, a song of Ascent." The Australian worship team, and we sang one from Hillsong today, actually wrote a song about this, and we'll come back to that at the end. But perhaps a more accurate translation of the title from the original Hebrew is a song for a journey to a higher place. You see, that's how travelers, the pilgrims on their journey to Jerusalem would have felt. They were headed somewhere different, somewhere special. They were taking this specific journey for a purpose. The Jewish people back then always thought of of going up to Jerusalem, probably because the city was higher geographically. Walking the the 17 miles, so get that in your mind, from Jericho to Jerusalem, the road rises about 3,500 feet. So, this image will actually help you understand what David and God was trying to communicate to his listeners as we read Psalm 121. I lift my eyes up to the hills. It reminds us that the best way to travel in life is to travel with God. In those days, Jericho to Jerusalem was dangerous, people actually called it the way of the blood. Day, travelers were in huge danger. It's not like our travel that we're accustomed to. There was no air conditioning. There was no cell coverage. No Wi-Fi. You couldn't check TripAdvisor to see what the customer in front of you recommended. There was a lot of dust and heat. and Maybe there was a camel or donkey to carry your baggage. They, the, the, the people actually had real fear of the journey ahead and they actually would sing Psalm 121 to bring them comfort and strength. If you want to know what brings you comfort and strength today, think of you driving to Edmonton and you see those mile markers. Okay, I only have 80 miles to go, 79 miles to go, the rest area is coming. Those words that they would have sang gave the same sense of peace and security that move us on today. I love it. God never slumbers. God never sleeps. He's able to watch over us any moment of of every day. Maybe for us, the reminder today from this simple passage is just this. Do you know that God is here for you right now? Yes, yes. Even in the midst of what we're going through, God is still with us. So let's go back into Jerry's verses and just unpack it a little bit. Let's pull out some things. Verse number three, it says this, that that the Lord will keep us from, from slipping. It's a great analogy, a great translation. Verse three, he will not let our foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Have you ever slipped and fell? No one ever wants to slip and fall. No one ever wants to, to be in, in trouble or in a spiritual way. No one ever wants to sin, but we just kind of slip into it. Well, let me share a bunch of verses with you again that just remind us. This is a theme in Scripture. Proverbs 1.10 says, My son, if sinners entice you, don't give in to them. Did, you, did, did, uh, did anyone ever entice you to get involved in their sinful ways? For sure. 2 Corinthians 11 verse 3 says this, But I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotions to Christ. You know, we know it. The serpent deceived Eve in the beginning of time and still's at work today. Sometimes Satan uses really good people to distract us from Christ. But how about this that Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 15, 33? Don't be misled. Bad company always corrupts good character. Or this in 1 John 2. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him for everything in the world the cravings of sinful man the lust that's in his eyes the boasting of what he has or done comes not from the father but from the world the world and its desires will always pass away but the man who does the will of god lives forever or how about this a few verses earlier my dear children I write this so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have one who speaks to the Father in our defense. It's Jesus. He's the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice, the replacement for our sins, not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. Or this simple verse in Jude 24, to him who is able to keep you from falling, and to present you, present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. That's God. He's able. God always comes to our defense. What do we do when we find ourselves tempted or in verse 3 slipping into sin? We fix our eyes on Jesus. We look to the Lord for help. We lift up our eyes from our current situation and look to the hills. He always comes to our aid. Well, if you don't believe me, here's what Hebrews 4 actually says. Therefore, since we have a high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith that we possess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with us and our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted, who's been just as we are, yet he was without sin. So then, here's the end result, let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. I love that. Help us. Jesus is the only one who can help us when we slip and fall. He's been tempted just like we were, but he's never gave in. He's the victor, and he alone can help us. When we humble ourselves, just like it says in Hebrews, and look to him, he will demonstrate mercy and give us grace to experience victory. The Lord will keep us from slipping. But if we let him, if we look up to the hills always, if we walk with him, if we spend time investing in our relationship with him, God always answers. Well, here's the second thing from from Jerry's verses, from Psalm 121. The Lord, the Lord God will always watch over us. Well, let's go back to verses 4 through 6. Indeed, he who watches over Israel, and this is interesting that David repeated it in 3 and 4, will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. Remember that walk to Jerusalem. The sun, the dust would be beating down. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. Think back to when you were a child. We all want protection over us when we sleep. It probably involved you as a kid at the end of the night when your parents were around you saying, God, please protect me tonight. That doesn't change for us as adults. We ask God to to keep watch over people that are important to us. We ask God to be with those who have problems or are suffering. We never change from being a little kid asking God to watch over us. For me, it's amazing to see how the Lord works at times to take care of us as his children. Here's another set of verses for us. Job chapter 10, verse 12. You gave life, and God, you showed me kindness. In your providence, in your plans, you watched over my spirit. Psalm 1, for the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked always leads to destruction. Psalm 142, David penned, when my spirit grows faint within me, it is you, God, who watches over my way. In the path, in the path where I walk, people have hidden a snare for me. Psalm 145, the the Lord watches over all who love Him, but all the wicked He will destroy. You see, we see that that God is our shade, our shelter. The Lord stands beside us as as our protective shade. Just imagine for a second those guys walking on that road up to Jerusalem. 3,500 feet. The sun was beating down. There was no air conditioning. They didn't have sunscreen back then. So they needed to find places of shade and shelter along the journey. You know what? We do too. As we walk this life, there's times where we need to be sheltered under his wing. God wants to be our shelter. Sometimes trouble comes into our lives. Sometimes we experience the heat of our problems that seem to be brighter or burn hotter than the sun. Sometimes it can feel like the coldness, the darkness of the night has surrounded us. Friends, God wants to be our shelter when the worst comes our way. That's why he's referred to as the light of our life. Being a Christian, we know this, a Christ follower, doesn't mean mean having a trouble-free journey in this world. It means having a partner, Jesus, on our journey. We're not alone. God always goes with us. He's there for us. Well, let's end with verses 7 and 8. The Lord keeps us from harm. The Lord keeps us from harm. The Lord will keep you from all harm. Not some, not kind of not maybe some. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He watches over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. Friends, is there a greater truth than that? Is there a greater promise? God loves us and cares for us that he takes active involvement in our daily life. Do you need that promise today? Maybe you're like me, your life just seems routine most of the time. It can almost feel like we're on autopilot. We get up every morning with the same surroundings as the day before. We listen to the radio and it's the same COVID news. The same reminders of what we've lost and what we don't have. It's the same old, same old. It may feel like we're waking up each morning to face a new journey but we're in the wilderness you may feel like you can't make it through today the same way that you made it through yesterday maybe you don't think you need god in your life in some way somehow some you'll be fine on your own if we're honest with ourselves we know that the truth is that god We need God to watch over us. We all need to experience his presence, his help, his love, his mercy, his grace in our journey through his life, through our life. So maybe as we begin to wrap up, maybe we need to be willing to ask God to be with us on our journey again. Maybe we need to allow Jesus to actually be the author and perfecter of our faith. To lead us, to guide us, to shelter us, to protect us, to save us? Well, let me tell you a story that I read this week about a a boy named John. He was really looking forward to his his best friend's birthday party. His friend lived just a few streets away. But on the day of the party, there was a huge snowfall. And all the, the roads were blocked with about three feet of snow. John pleaded with his dad, Dad, please let me go to the party. All the kids are going to be there. Their parents are actually letting them walk through the snow. I can do it, Dad. The dad looked out the window at the heavy snow that was still falling and said, Okay, son, you can walk through the snow. So John went to the closet and and picked his, his warmest and his biggest coat He put on his hat, he had gloves, and he started to walk outside into the snow. It was so difficult to keep walking in that deep snow. It was snowing so heavily that it was hard to see the journey ahead. It took John almost an hour to travel the short distance to his friend's house. John finally got to the door and rang the bell. And... As he was waiting for someone to to let him in, he turned around to look at the snow that he had walked through. As John looked out, he saw a man walking away. His dad had followed John on his journey to make sure that he arrived safely. Friends, that is exactly what God does for us. He is the friend who walks behind us, making sure we make it. He follows us every step of the way to make sure we arrive safely. He watches over our journey through life so that we'll reach our final destination. So, how's your journey going? How much are you trying to do by yourself? Where are your eyes looking? We'll still face circumstances and situations in our daily lives. But in everything we experience, we have that promise from Psalm 121 that God is with us in every step of the way. God says that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. He'll always be with us. Where does my help come from? It always comes from God. Now back to that that song that that our friends in Australia wrote from, from Hillsong. From the gravest of all valleys comes the pasture we call grace, a mighty river flowing upward from a deep but empty grave. Oh, how far beneath your glory does your kindness extend apart from where your feet rest on the sunrise to where you sweep the sinner's past. And oh, how fast would you come running if I just to shadow if just to shadow me through the night trace my steps through my failures and walk me to the other side I will praise you on the mountain I will praise you when the mountains in my way you're the summit where my feet are and I will praise you in the valley all the same no less god within the shadows No less faithful when the night leads me astray. You're the heaven where my heart is. In the highlands and the heartaches all the same. Let's pray. God, may you take the words that I uttered and truly cause them to sink deep in my friends' hearts. God, we thank you that you are a God who speaks, May this week be a a week where we see that our eyes are fixed heavenward, that we're looking at the top of the mountains, on the top of the hills. Help us not get stuck on the valleys we're looking at our feet. Thank you that you call us. God, this morning, thank you for the promise from John 17 where you looked at your disciples and you said, these guys are going to do even greater things than I've done. May we actually claim those promises that are found in Scripture. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. God, may we be what Paul said, agents of restoration to a world that desperately needs it. May we be ambassadors of what Christ has done and what Christ will do. We love and adore you. We worship you. Go with my friends that call Renfrew Baptist Church their home. May they have the opportunity to to see you in new and fresh ways this week. And may they reach out their hand to help someone who is in desperate need of, of what we have. We ask all this in your name. Amen.